Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 249 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis. Welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about decreased lumbar spinal stabilization with low back pain. This is going to be a a case study review. Um, we're going to be talking about what the transverse abdominis is. We'll be going over how it responds to low back pain. We're going to do a review of a Hodges and Richardson study, and we'll talk about how and how and why we need to explain this to patients and so much more. But before we get started today, I'd like to hear a word from our sponsors. You go into clinic every day to practice at the top of your license and provide the best care to your patients. Yet. Four out of five orthopedists say that note-taking is interfering with patient care. Robin is here to change that. Robin provides ambient virtual scribing that's designed exclusively for orthopedics. Its Robin Assistant device ambiently captures your visits, so you can focus on patients, and Robin Virtual Scribes can deliver more complete clinical notes and codes to your EHR. Visit robin.co OEP. That's robin.co OEP. To learn more. This episode is sponsored by MedBridge. Harnessing the power of technology to help you advance your career and improve patient outcomes, MedBridge delivers over 2,000 evidence-based CE courses and more than 7,000 specialized patient exercises available whenever you need them from wherever you are. MedBridge goes beyond CEUs. They're leading the space. From interactive webinars led by top industry leaders to the first ever HEP patient mobile app, MedBridge has taken learning to the next level for over 200,000 PTs, OTs, ATs, SLPs, and nurses, and those they serve. For a limited time, use promo code OEP to receive $175 off your annual subscription. Welcome back, everyone. So I thought we would try a little something different here on all of our future podcasts coming up. We're going to add a little something. We're going to throw in the word of the day. It's going to be an anatomical word, and it's going to be in French. So we're going to learn a little French here as we go. So our anatomical word for today, since we are going to be talking about the back and the spine, is going to be the vertebral column. So in French, it's called le colonne vertebrale. And uh, I want you to remember that. We're going to talk about that later. And uh, that is your word for today, colon vertebral. And uh, so let's get on with our show today. We're going to be, um, you know, one of the things that I've learned after all of these years of being a therapist is that when you can explain to a patient why it is you are asking them to do something and they, what they need to do, they are going to be way more willing to do it with you and for you. So today I want to talk about a review relatively, it's a relatively old study now, um, and uh, this was presented to me back in 2000 or so when I uh, went to a course, it was a great course uh, done put together by Shane Watson from Australia, and uh, the Australian researchers just do a, a knock-up job on on research, and I love to look at the research, just so well done. Um, and the name of this study was called Inefficient Muscular Stabilization of the Lumbar Spine Associated with Low Back Pain, and this was done by Hodges and Richardson. And 
Here is how the study went. There were two groups. There was a low back group and then there was a low back pain group and there was a control group, uh, people who did not have any low back pain. And what they did was they took some uh, fine wire electrodes and did EMGs uh, and put those needles and wires right into the transverse abdominus muscle, the uh, internal obliques, external obliques, rectus abdominis, and also into the contralateral deltoid. Okay, now picture this. Somebody's standing there with uh, wires in the contralateral deltoid and then uh, having uh, their abdominals all wired up, all tied into an EMG machine. And basically, they were uh, to move their shoulder either in shoulder flexion to 60 degrees, abduction to 60 degrees, or extension to 40 degrees in response to some visual stimulus. Okay, and that could be in different directions. All right. So you're basically in a room, you're all wired up, there's uh, some lights in front of you, and whichever light goes on, you basically move your arm in the direction that the light is going on. So what are the results looking like? Well, the normal subjects who performed this, um, it didn't matter which movement or direction they were going in, the trunk muscles contracted first or very soon after the deltoid muscles contracted. And the transverse abdominus was always the first to contract over all of the other muscles. Okay, so very important to note that when the light went on and they moved the arm, the transverse abdominus contracted first, then the arm muscles and all the other abdominal muscles contracted um, soon after. Now, with the folks who had low back pain, um, that transverse abdominus contraction was significantly delayed with all of the shoulder motion. So flexion, abduction, or extension, when they tried to contract when the light went on, um, the transverse abdominus did not contract first. It contracted later. Um, and all of the muscles that were tested were delayed, but the transverse abdominus was the worse. So this is in the group that had low back pain. So what does this mean? Well, let's just throw an example out at you, okay? Um, a uh, Someone throws or uh, lobs an egg at you, okay? And the first thing you think about is raising your arm to protect your face from this egg that's coming at you. Um, and if you do not have low back pain, your transverse abdominus and your abdominal muscles will contract first. Your shoulder muscle and arm muscles will contract second. You will put that arm up uh, to help protect yourself. But if you've had back pain um, or chronic back pain or even one episode of back pain, uh, when you go to lift that arm up, your arm is going to move first. Your spine will become somewhat unstable, then your abdominal muscles will contract and then stabilize you later. Okay, so it's a very interesting, you know, uh, study. I love this study because this is, I, I tell this study to a lot of my patients when I'm teaching them how to try to improve transverse abdominus contraction. Um, and this late spinal stabilization of the spine is really a problem because if you're, let's say you're a therapist and you're walking a patient down the hall and um, you're just chatting away and the patient just suddenly stumbles and they go to fall and you need to hold them really quickly. If you don't have back pain, your transverse abdominus and your abdominal muscles will contract first to stabilize your spine. Remember, proximal stability equals distal mobility. We've all learned this in college. And um, therefore, your uh, transverse abdominus tightens, your arms will work hard and tighten up and then hold that patient up. And then you have a good stable base. But if you're having back pain or you've had a history of back pain, um, 
that patient will fall, your arms are going to move, your back is going to go into an unstable position and contract after. And so I think this is where we develop some issues with, um, you know, spinal breakdown and osteophyte formation, instability of the spine. So it's very, very important that we learn how to, you know, stabilize that spine as much as we can before we do other activities. You know, I always talk about, and I and I talk about this with patients also, so that they better understand this. You know, imagine you take um, you know twenty spools of thread and you stack them on top of each other. You grab the bottom one and you go from left to right quickly, and all of these spools fall down, right? Because they're totally unstable. There's nothing supporting them in the front or the back or side to side. Um, but let's say you take those spools. Uh, you line them all up, they're standing up nice and straight, and then you take a piece of duct tape and you put a piece on the front, a piece on the back, and you kind of secure them all together. You pick up that bottom spool and you go from left to right. They're more likely to kind of stay with you right and not all fall apart because they have some stability on the front and the back. So one thing we also know is that um, this transverse abdominus muscle, it's going to shut down when you have pain, especially low back pain or chronic pain. Uh, maybe even after surgery, there'll be some shutdown there. Um, and when the transverse abdominus is shut down, the multifidus will shut down. So you lose this co-contraction stability of your spine um, after you've had a history of back pain. So that is very important to understand. So when I'm teaching my patients the importance of, you know, contracting the transverse abdominus, I do it in a very neutral position and I don't have them doing anything else. We just kind of learn how to turn that on. And that is very, very frustrating and a daunting task. And I've had patients who have taken maybe three or four visits to learn how to do this appropriately. So it's hard to teach on a podcast, but I'm going to give you the, the lowdown on how I get patients started. And I do this soon after spinal surgery. I do it soon after somebody's had an acute back problem. I give them a little time to calm down a little bit and get that inflammation settled down so they're not so painful. And then I'll really try to work on this transverse abdominus activation. So basically, um, I teach them that their transverse abdominus number one is kind of like a corset and that the fibers uh, run transversely, okay? So they're perpendicular to the linea alba. And uh, when they are tightening their transverse abdominus, it acts like a corset type of effect. So it increases abdominal tension, and it also increases intra-abdominal pressure. And it's a preemptive muscle, so we need to tighten that first before we do other activities, okay? And uh, so a lot of this happens on a, a you know, really subconscious level when this uh, transverse abdominus contracts before doing other activities. And uh, studies have been done to try to fake this out and move in different directions, but the transverse likes to contract first, okay? So then what I do is I have the patient lay on their back, and I um, bend their knees, their feet are flat on the table. I have them take the index finger and the ring finger on one side, and I find the ASIS, and then I put my fingers on the other one and find the ASIS. And then from there, we both take our fingers and go in about an inch and a half to two inches towards center. And then we press really deep into that lower abdominal. Okay. And the reason we do that is because when we activate that deep transverse abdominus muscle, we want them to feel the transverse abdominus coming up and touching the tip of their fingers. And I will do my very best to try to put up some videos before this podcast comes out so that um, we can connect the two of them together and hopefully you can see how we do this. So some of the cues that I use 
Um, and there are many people that who do not know how to contract their abdominal muscles. It's amazing how many people cannot actively tighten their abdominals. And when they do, they hold their breath. So not only do you need to teach them how to contract it, but you need to teach them how to disassociate their deep transverse abdominus muscle and their diaphragm so they can kind of, you know, like I'm doing right now. I'm tightening my transverse, my deep abdominal muscles, but I'm still talking uh, and I'm not going to lose my breath. I'm going to be able to do this, you know, pretty much through the rest of this podcast. So I have them on their back, their knees are bent, and then I tell them that, you know, imagine that you are urinating and you're trying to stop, so you're drawing in a little bit. Other people, I'll use the example of um, imagine somebody is going to punch you in the gut and you're going to try to tighten everything around your abdominals anterior and to the outside, to the, uh, to the lateral side, and you're kind of bracing that all in together. Okay, and those tips can really help. Now, when we do this, this is not a very strong posterior pelvic tilt like we used to teach way back when. Okay, Um, the posterior pelvic tilt can be helpful in certain situations, but I always try to teach people how to maintain a neutral pelvic position while they are doing abdominal bracing or transverse abdominus activation. So I really sometimes I'll put my other hand under their low back and I'll say, I don't want you to crush my hand. Don't be pushing down really hard into my hand while you're tightening that lower abdominal muscle. And so it takes a tremendous amount of patience and your patient has to have a significant amount of patience. Okay. So it can take a long time for them to work on this. Sometimes I have people do it while they're on their stomach, uh, while they were like uh, in the prone position. I'll have people do it while they're upright and sitting or standing. Once they get better with it, they can practice it all the time. Okay. And so it's a very important uh, activity to learn. And then from there, what I do is I might add like a 90 degree, 90 degree leg lift. So uh, 90 degrees of the hip, 90 degrees of the knee. They have to tighten the transverse first. That is the key. You don't lift a limb until the transverse is tightened. So you tighten up that transverse, you lift one leg, you work on that, you put it back down, you relax the transverse. It's not about how hard and how strong you can make that muscle. It's about how well you can turn it on. That's way more important, okay? And the studies really have shown that um, to be true. Then I might have them do the other leg and then alternate back and forth. Then I might have them do um, one leg up and then the next leg up. So they're kind of in a 90-90 position with both legs while keeping that transverse nice and tight. Then the one leg goes down, the other leg goes down, then the transverse rests. Okay. Then I may throw some arms into this and I may throw different activities. Then I might take them from that position up to standing and do ball squats or gluteal exercises, which we know have a correlation between the transverse and the glutes and contracting together in people who've had back pain. So I will progress them and then utilize this basis of the transverse abdominus contraction um, as a big part of their program. And so I might do a lot of proprioceptive work with them while tightening. uh, And so they learn how to turn it on and turn it off. So that is um, our podcast today, folks, on the transverse abdominus and this uh, well-done study. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it. And uh, don't forget our French word for today, which is colonne vertebrale, the vertebral column. And, um, you know, If you are driving while listening to this podcast, be sure you keep it between the lines and uh, take care and be kind to everybody. Thanks. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, 
go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.